Okay, so uh, if if you haven't noticed right over here, we welcome LaVita Church with us today. Glad you're here today. Yeah? Oh, listen, we can do a little better than that over here, huh? The LaVita Church. Oh, oh, there, that's much better, much better. All right, good. And this is, uh, Nicole's going to actually do some translating for us today. Um, now, it is church, normally church in the grass, outdoor service today. You're sitting on blacktop. It's not super hot, but you're sitting on blacktop, right? So I recognize I can't rattle off into a 45-minute sermon today. Now, Pastor Daniel over here probably would still go into a 45-minute yes, sermon, right? Would. Yes, yes, he would. So, <laughs> so be blessed, La Vida, that I'm preaching today, all right, outside. No. But I do want to share with you just briefly, and it ties in with what we're talking about. I've had the opportunity this week to share a couple Bible studies on this passage. It's found in the book of Mark. Sorry, I'm going too fast. Nicole. Yes. All okay, right, go. vamos a hablar del libro de Marcos. Están estudiando un estudio bíblico del libro de Marcos. And it's about uh, just a simple little story about Jesus and his disciples in a boat. Se trata de una historia bien simple de Jesús en un barco con sus discípulos. Now, it, it wasn't a huge deal. It was just big crowds, and Jesus wanted to get in a boat and head on ahead without the crowd, so they went at night. Fue que tenía una multitud ahí. Jesús quería adelantarse, entonces subieron en el barco en la noche. I'm not a, a, a boatman. I don't know much about I probably didn't even say that word right. Um, but it's nighttime, so weather had to be pretty good to start. Yo no sé nada de barcos, pero fue noche, entonces imagino que el clima estaba bien para empezar. But it didn't stay that way, the storm kicked up. Pero no se quedó así, una tormenta llegó. And this must have been a really, really bad storm. Imagino que fue una tormenta bien mala. Because even the disciples who were fishermen and used to boats, porque aún los discípulos que eran pescadores y estaban habituados a, a los barcos, they were panicking and they were actually declaring that this was the storm that was going to take their life. Estaban en pánico y declararon que iban a morir esta noche. And so Jesus, you may not have thought this, was sleeping at the time. Y pueden imaginar que Jesús estaba durmiendo mientras tanto. You might even thought, oh, Jesus, that's like that God in man form. Does he even sleep? Apparently, yes, and even in the middle of a storm. I can't even sleep on an airplane or in a car. And the disciples are so panicked, and they wake up Jesus, and they're like, Jesus, don't you care what's happening? Now, Jesus doesn't spend a lot of time trying to convince them that he cares. He doesn't say, like, no, 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 guys, I, I really, I do care. I do care about you. He raises up. He looks at the, the storm and the sea and the wind, and he just says, stop it. And we find that the sea is calm. The storm goes away. And there probably would have been kind of the feeling that the disciples needed to celebrate or cheer or clap like you just did. But before they can even get that far, Jesus actually turns to them and says, why do you have such little faith? And any thought of celebration turned to conviction. La celebración se convirtió en convicción en sus almas. The end of the story is interesting. 
the disciples say, who is this that even the wind and storm obeys him? Los discípulos se preguntan, ¿Quién es este hombre a, que aún el mar y los vientos le obedecen? Now you need to understand that just prior to this, in the last chapter, Jesus healed people and cast out demons. Y tiene que entender, en el capítulo anterior, Jesús sanó la gente y curió a los demonios. In their culture, to heal somebody was up here. En, en su cultura, sanar a alguien era lo máximo. But to cast out demons was even a higher accomplishment for someone to do. Y aún correr a los demonios era aún más alto. And now they're in a boat with Jesus in a rough time. Y ahora están en un barco mientras hay una tormenta. And they don't even consider drawing to Jesus. Y ni consideran a pedir ayuda a su maestro. They don't even consider to ask him about the supernatural he did before and could he do it now. Instead, they did what fishermen would do. Entonces, en lugar de eso, hicieron lo que los pescadores hacen. Now, I have to stop there because I'm not a fisherman. I don't quite know what that would be, but uh, I'm sure the sail went down and ropes were pulled and things like that. Yo ni sé bien porque yo no subo en un barco, pero imagino que bajaron las alas y, y subieron sogas por todos lados. They were what we would call actively panicking. Do you know what that is? Estaban ellos en un pánico activo. ¿Ustedes entienden? You're panicking and you're doing anything you physically can do to overcome what's causing the panic. En un pánico, ustedes tratan de hacer todo lo que puede para sobresalir. And then they call on Jesus. Y al final llaman, claman a Jesús. But not to display his power over the storm. Pero no para mostrar su poder sobre la tormenta. But more to say, why are you sleeping in a time like this? We're all working. Pero más para retarlo, decir, ¿cómo puede dormir en este tiempo? Todos estamos trabajando. And of course, you know what Jesus did. Y ustedes saben lo que Jesús hizo. I find myself, and I wonder if you do, right smack in the middle of this story. Why is it that it's so easy to draw to my effort or what I can do or how I can actively panic? When Jesus is right there and has promised he's right there with me all the time. And it's not like I've never seen him work. Like the disciples, in many times in my life, he's just worked. He's just done something amazing. Can you identify with what I'm talking about? And so when Jesus turns to the disciples, Entonces, Jesús mira a los discípulos, and what he gives that sounds like a, a rebuke, lo que dice que un reto. it's like Jesus just saying, guys, I've been here all along, and what I did before, I can continue to do. So why not call on me? Entonces, ¿por qué no claman a mí? There's something more, though. Hay algo más. I don't think Jesus has any problem with them pulling down sails and yanking ropes and bailing water. It would make sense that fishermen would do that kind of thing. They're used to boats. It's not the first storm they've been in. 
but they turn to Jesus, and they're not saying, hey, help us bail water. They're saying, we are drowning, we're perishing, it's over for us. Ellos giran a Jesús y no dicen, ayúdenos, dicen, estamos muriendo, ya es el fin, nos vamos a ahorcar aquí. And this is what prompts Jesus into action. Y eso empuja a Jesús para que tome acción. It's like Jesus is saying this, look, you can work hard for something in a troubled time. Jesús dice, ustedes pueden trabajar duro en un tiempo difícil para alcanzar algo. But there is never room for hopelessness when Christ is with us. Pero nunca pueden tener desesperación cuando Cristo está con nosotros. There's never an avenue when it's acceptable to just say, I'm done, I'm over, when Christ is there with us. Nunca es aceptable rendirse cuando Cristo está con nosotros. And so Jesus eliminates the difficulty, but he's not done. Entonces Jesús elimina la dificultad, pero no terminó ahí. He says, you don't have faith. Él dice, ustedes no tienen fe. Why don't you have faith? ¿Y por qué no? And not just faith in the sense of you either have it or don't have it. Y no estoy hablando de que tenga fe o no tenga fe. It's what Jesus is really saying is, why don't you lean more on your faith in me? Él dice, ¿por qué no se inclinan más en su fe en mí? Listen, many of you are Christians today. Yo sé que muchos de ustedes son cristianos hoy día. You are not a Christian because you set a prayer at camp in high school. No eres cristiano porque oró un día en el high school, en el, en el colegio, en un campamento de jóvenes. You're not a Christian simply because you pop into church, maybe even super regularly. No eres cristiano porque llega a la iglesia a veces con bastante seguido. You're, you're not really even a Christian because you own a Bible or maybe you grew up in a household that way. No eres cristiano porque tienes una Biblia en la casa o que, que has crecido en una casa uh, cristiana. And you're a Christian because you actively choose to put your hope and your faith in Jesus who is with you. Tú eres cristiano porque tú decidas poner tu fe y tu esperanza en Cristo que está con usted. And much like the disciples, there's times when Christ looks at us as Christians. Y como los discípulos, hay momentos cuando Cristo nos mira como cristianos. And it's not like he's saying, look, why aren't you a Christian? Y él no pregunta, ¿por qué no eres cristiano? Why don't you have faith? ¿Por qué no tienes fe? Jesus is saying something similar to what he's saying to the disciples. Jesús está diciendo algo parecido a lo que dijo a los discípulos. Why don't you lean on your faith more when I'm with you? ¿Por qué no depende más de tu fe cuando yo estoy contigo? Boy, that question haunts me as a Christian. Esa pregunta me pesa en mi corazón como cristiano. Why are these moments where I say, Tom, that you don't lean on Christ who is with you, who you've seen work in your life? Yo digo a mí mismo, ¿por qué Tom no inclina más en Cristo cuando tú lo has visto obrar en tu vida? I look at this passage and I wonder, is there a lesson, is there a clear lesson that comes out of it? Yo miro este pasaje en la Biblia y yo me pregunto, ¿hay una lección clara que puedo tomar de ahí? Not in the sense that Jesus finishes off by saying, here's the lesson, guys. He does that at other places in Scripture. No como Jesús dice, okay, aquí está la lección a fin de esta lectura. ¿Por qué lo hace en otra parte de la Biblia? But read on in the book of Mark, and you'll see they respond and interact with Jesus different after that. Sigue leyendo en el libro de Marcos y vas a ver que los discípulos se portan de una manera diferente con Jesús después de ese momento. There's almost an expectation that something could happen when they're with Jesus. Listen, this is the invitation for you today. That if you don't have Jesus in your boat, if we use the same analogy, then the invitation is to invite Jesus into your life. 
yo les pido a ustedes que invitan a Jesús adentro de su vida. More correctly, how the Bible says it. Y más correctamente como dice la Biblia. It is Jesus is inviting you to follow him. Jesús le está invitando a usted de seguirle a él. And that's an invitation for you to begin to say, I am a Christian because I chose to follow Christ, to accept that invitation. Y es el comienzo. Usted puede decir, yo soy cristiano porque yo he decidido seguir a Cristo. If that's you this morning, you don't know Jesus. Si es usted hoy y no conoce a Jesús. Then the invitation is to say, yes, I will follow Jesus. La invitación es decir, sí, yo voy a seguir a Jesús. But there's a large majority of you. Pero hay una gran mayoría aquí who have done that at some point in your life. Que ya lo hicieron en algún momento de su vida. And your struggle is the struggle of this story. Y su lucha es la lucha de esta historia. To remind yourself para recordarse that Jesus is in your boat. Que Jesús está en su barco. I've been saying that phrase over and over this week, and I'll tell you why. Yo me repito esa frase toda esta semana, y le voy a decir por qué. Thursday night, I launched a Bible study at my gym. Jueves, empecé un estudio bíblico en mi gimnasio. And one other uh, person from my church joined me. And everyone else we asked is not people of faith. And one young lady who came. At the end of the Bible study when I asked, is there any like one sentence you could say to put this passage into practice? Yo le pregunté, ¿hay una frase que puede decir para poner en práctica esa lección? And she responded, not having a faith background. She said, I guess I need to remember that Jesus is in my boat. How powerful is that? That somebody who doesn't yet know Jesus reads this passage and gets it. The invitation to you, believers in Christ today, la invitación a ustedes que creen en Jesús hoy is to remember that Jesus is in your boat. Es, es recordarse que Jesús está en su barco. And before you scramble around to do everything you can y antes de desesperarse para hacer todo lo que está en su poder is to go to Jesus. Vaya primero a Jesús. Wake him up if you think he's sleeping. Despiértalo si piensa que está dormido. And I guarantee he interacts in our life. Y yo te garantizo que él va a estar ahí en su vida. In this story, he calmed the storm. They didn't have to endure it. Sometimes he says, I'll walk with you and we'll go through the storm. But he's always with us. That's your invitation. Claim that again. In Uh, uh, in some way, it's almost like you're being rebaptized here, reimmersed with the idea of new, the new life Christ has to offer. Is remembering that He's with you every day. And you've got to draw to Him every day. You have to wake up and be in His Word every day. Get yourself in an environment like church where you can be built into and share with others. And claim His promise He's with you in your boat. Listen, um, In an environment like this, it, it would be kind of hard. En un ambiente aquí eh, está medio difícil. 
to have uh, you raise your hand or to know exactly what's going on in commitment today. So I want to invite you, Entonces les invito, if you would like to share with us a commitment that you made. Si quieren compartir, uh, un compromiso que hicieron, over here on the left, the, the, the table with the bags. Aquí, uh, a mi izquierda, en la mesa con bolsas, There's just cards there. They're tarjetas, blue and red. Tarjetas azules y rojos. On the back side, just share with us what commitment you made this morning. So we can help you and pray for you. Too long in the church world, people have made commitments to follow Christ. Por demasiado largo tiempo, la gente hace un compromiso eh, de seguir a Cristo. And we've celebrated them. Y los festejamos. And then we've left people on their own to figure it out. Y después lo dejamos a la gente para descubrir lo que significa. We want to walk with you and disciple you and help you. Nosotros que queremos caminar con usted y ayudarle y hacerle un discípulo. So fill one of those out and you can just simply hand it to myself or Pastor Anson, Pastor Cecil. Entonces llena esa tarjeta y lo puede entregar a mí o a Pastor Anson. Let's pray. Vamos a orar. Lord, thank you for this morning. Señor, gracias por esta mañana. Lord, thank you for the celebration of new life through baptism. Gracias por la celebración de nueva vida por medio del bautizo. Thank you that a simple passage in Mark chapter 4 speaks to new life. Y gracias porque un pasaje simple en Marcos capítulo 4 habla de la nueva vida. And reminds us that life is in you. Y hacernos recordar que la vida está en ti. Following you. Siguiéndote. Being reminded you're with us. Recordándonos que tú estás con nosotros. Even letting you speak into our life, even at times when it sounds like rebuke. Aún dejarte hablarnos cuando nos quieres retar. Father, this morning, my prayer is that everyone in here. Padre, mi oración esta mañana que todo el mundo aquí. Would make commitment before you in some way. Tomará un compromiso contigo de alguna manera. I pray that there be even one. Yo oro que será aún uno. That would make a first-time commitment to follow you, Jesus. Que tomará un primer compromiso de seguirte, Jesús. And start that journey. Y empezar ese viaje. I pray for many others here that are already believers. Yo oro por los otros que son creyentes aquí. That they would today want to redeclare God as number one in their life. Que hoy declaran que Jesús es primero en su vida. To remember that Christ is with them. Y recordarse que Cristo está con ellos. He is in their boat. Él está en su barco. They would draw to him first. Y que pueden acercarse a él primero. We pray this in your son's name. En el nombre de su hijo oramos. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nicole. No, thank you. It was very good. Thank you. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, hey, we're glad you're, you came today. Uh, we're, the praise team is going to lead us again. They're going to pray.